Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we've got two weeks worth of tech news, including Amazon's sketchy new convenience store, how will I not get arrested, and the demise of Pebble and what it means to be bought by Fitbit. We also talk about Netflix to go, even smarter Amazon Echoes, and DirecTV now. It's going to be an exciting episode of Don't Panic, so stick around because it's going to start for you right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 151. Recorded December 5th, 2016. But how do they know? I was really excited for that title. Hi, everybody. I'm Sean Jennings. <laughs> uh, joined, as always, by the co-hosts with the most um, straight from the Northeast. It is Dan Miller and Colby Rabideau. Gentlemen, welcome Hello. back. Thank you. Feels good What's to be that? back. Post, post Thanksgiving, does. you guys have a nice holiday. Yep. I gave thanks. Pigged out. Did you? But did you receive thanks? Uh, That's a question. Unclear. I don't remember. <laughs> you, you were so unconscious on turkey and other related food items that didn't make yeah. a difference. Too much stuffing. Stuffing is the best. It was. You know, it was really the dessert that got me. There are just so many desserts, and you can't not have some of all of them. Uh, and I don't like I don't know how to reconcile that like I don't <laughs> I guess you can have like one bite of everything but who does that I don't have the will like power any pies mm, that's true like, that's, that's true if you if you made the desserts like in in like bite sized portions maybe like, like little Reese's peanut butter cups it's a good mm. Dan you're a, you're a dessert innovator yeah <laughs> you've, you've got a year You've got a future in baking if, uh, if you need Desert a clergy. Desert- <laughs> that sounds very disturbing. <laughs> um, don't Google that, kids. Don't don't look that one up. <laughs> um, How was your Thanksgiving, Sean? Did you, oh. did you give thanks? Anyone give thanks to you? Uh, it was very mild. I'm not a big I'm not a big Thanksgiving guy, so it was pretty it was pretty quiet. It was nice to have some time off of work, which was welcome. I Wait, did go what? Black Friday shopping. Not a big Thanksgiving guy. No, well, I like the food and I like it. About Thanksgiving. No, it's not that I don't like it. I just don't like look forward to it or get excited. Mm. Like I just, I'll do it and I'll enjoy it, but it's I'm not like, you know, five days to Thanksgiving. Oh boy, that's just you know, I'm a little more mild for that. Now Black Friday, like yeah, we know all about that's, that. That's really my my how. I did go out to. I went to. Well, my mother was here visiting. She wanted to go to Kohl's. Mm. But of course, here they open, and in many states they do. I don't know about New York, Massachusetts specifically, but actually in Mass, I believe it's illegal for them to do this. But they open at uh, about six p.m. Yeah, on Thanksgiving Day in Massachusetts, they're not allowed to. Um, Why? It's a it's well, it's one of those blue state laws. They actually, and they also can't open at midnight either. Huh. They they have to open so at like is, three a.m. Like the devil's hour. Or something? It, I, you know, <laughs> these Puritans, man, they just just can't get rid of them. Um. And so yeah, went out to went out to Kohl's at six PM. It was great. It was a lot of fun. People were lined up. They all rushed in. Kohl's wasn't, I'm sure, as thrilling as other places, but I got and of course the worst part is my mother's like, Oh, I really want to go to Kohl's on Black Friday. And we're like, Great. And then we just bought like some shirts. Like it wasn't we didn't even go there for like Black Friday stuff. It was just regular Kohl's. You just thought, yeah, it was just an excuse to go to a store, it sounds like. It was, but I had to wait in line for like an hour to check out. So it really I had fun with it, but it was <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't particularly good. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> did did that, you that get all... you? You didn't have any big scores then, besides besides uh, your your shirts. Um, Amazon, I got like Blu-rays and just some other random a surge protector that was really cheap, like just some random small. I bought a new suitcase because I'm going to uh, to Europe next week and then to Massachusetts for three weeks after that. So I need a piece of luggage, and the luggage was like really cheap. So, but nothing. Mm. That's nice. I'm excited. I held back this year. Oh, I got a new monitor for the for the desk for the. Oh, cool! The, that was my big splurge item. Oh wow! Um, I got a, a beautiful Dell. What's the sizes on is it, that? Is it like a 4K? No. How many Ks? It's curved. No. Um, <laughs> no, it's. I think I think it's about one and a half Ks. Um, no, it's just a Dell, but it's it's an ultra sharp. It's pretty good. I, it's the nice. one of the wire cutters pick, so I was very very happy, and they had a good deal. So. Awesome. Now I can see twice as much stuff. Right, awesome. It is. It is. I didn't buy anything for Black Friday. That's you're, you're a good American, Dan. Yes, I have noticed that December is a good month to go shopping for things in general. Pretty much all stores have at least ten percent off of everything, even the fancy places. Uh, 
pre-Christmas, nice. man. It's the time to buy. You know, I, I really was thinking the other day the theory that I actually think Black Friday is really good for us as a society, and I'm really glad we have it. I know a lot of like, people... Like, uh, what's that, what's it's, that it, movie? It's The Purge. That's, the pur- that's yeah. exactly my point. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Dan totally gets me. Thank you. That, no, that's exactly the point I'm making is that it is The Purge for capitalism. Like, I don't want there to be shopping holidays one every month for 12 months. I'll be broke. But if you just, like, everything <laughs> is on sale, it's good, for the, it's good for the economy, it's good for consumers. Okay, yeah. It, and mind you, also, people are like, oh, don't put the day after Thanksgiving. It's the only major holiday that falls on a Thursday where everyone has the following Friday off. Like, it makes, per- and right before Christmas, it makes perfect sense. So, I, I, I actually think Black Friday is a really good idea. There. I think the purge would make sense if we lived in a communist society, and then one day a year you could be capitalistic. Just get all, that. Well, I guess that's true. We, I could just buy stuff any day. Right. I think we should be communist one day a year. <laughs> one day a year, you can't buy anything, and nothing can have any value beyond the work that you contribute to society and your mm. role. You, you don't get paid, but rather the government is expected to provide everything. Right. Yep. You get your food <laughs> rations for the day. Yeah, it'd be like being back in kindergarten again. As would that be like? How great a, would that be? Would that be like a warning? Like, like it could be like this every day. I'm just <laughs> warning you, don't blow it. <laughs> yeah, maybe that wouldn't have the the effect that certain people would desire. No, but I think you should pitch it. Okay, that's a good idea, Dan, Dan Miller for Congress. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you if you agree with Dan and you think uh, there should be Communist Day, or you agree with me and think that there should be Capitalist Day, uh, make sure you comment if you're watching live on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash. What other days should there be? Show. What other days there should be? Absolutely. Um, we we if, if what do we need to get out of our system? What do we have yeah. to kind of? Yeah, it's important. I had stuff. a I had a good idea. Um, no no car honking day, and you could afford this at the manufacturer level. So. The car horns just don't do anything when you press them one day a year. It doesn't matter. It would be so peaceful in Manhattan. It, it would probably sound like the end of the world had happened. Whenever <laughs> the rapture came, we, everyone lifted up into I, the sky. Dan, I bet you wouldn't be able to sleep if there were like, all of a sudden no <laughs> I horns I worry about or that. Sirens. My new place is definitely less noisy. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious how that's going to go. I right. think I'll be well, you know, I Dan, there are those cities that have done no no car day where just there are no cars allowed oh, for a day. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Boston sometimes does that with certain streets, like sometimes Newberry Street. They they close it down and it's pedestrian. Well, was only. it was it last year or the year before that New York City had the big snowfall and so they shut down all the roads and people were out and it was the city was completely empty. I think it was. Was that? I think it was last year. Was it last year? Like then that was. That was really cool. Snow, right. Yeah. No, well, the year before it didn't really snow. Okay. I think last year it definitely snowed one time. Cool. I think that's a really cool idea. Well, good luck getting that done. <laughs> Not in Houston. We never get anywhere. We need our cars. There, it, <laughs> it is a requirement. Um. Yeah, that's crazy. That it is. Um, all right, gentlemen, any other uh, uh, chit-chat? I touched a touch bar this weekend. Whoa! I hope you're wearing gloves. You don't know where that touch <laughs> bar's been. <laughs> it's true. It was just in the Apple store, so I actually don't know where it's been. Um, I thought it was cool. It looks real. I love the way it looks. Like, it does not look like an LCD screen for whatever. I'm, I'm sure there's, like... Uh, some acronym that describes why it, what, what kind of screen it is, um, but it looks really nice. OLED. It's very matte, and it's the OLED thing. So the yes, the blacks are very crisp. It's not very luminescent. It's super crisp. Um, <clears throat> I was like, I I also tried one, and I while I was there, I was wondering what it would feel like to use one in like a dark room because Apple stores are not dark rooms. But I I agree with what you said so far cool uh i liked so i poked around a little and in the terminal app if your cursor is the same thing i did (laughs) if you're when your cursor is over like a command uh a thing pops up and if you with the command and if you tap it, it opens like the documentation for that command which i thought was cool um 
I like the emoji bar. I don't know how how useful the emoji bar would be in practice because I don't know. I don't know how diverse my emoji use is. Um, See, yeah, my emoji use has become much more simplified now that I use Slack for almost all of my communications mm-hmm. when I'm at a computer. But before that, it was very painful. So I would have appreciated such a bar. Do you know? Do you know the keyboard shortcut for the emoji picker in OS Ten? Yes, Control Command Space or something. I think so. Yeah, I'm gonna try it right now. But it's still it's still very inconvenient. No, it's not great. Um, yeah, but the the escape key seems terrible. So if oh. like I just can't like not that it doesn't work. It, uh, it I'm sure it works fine. But it it I think it'll be a huge it would be a huge challenge to like get used to that not being there. But you guys use the escape key a lot in your jobs, right? That's I, I'm I'm not a programming expert, yeah. but I I would guess you need the escape. This key. This is what you're gonna tell them when you're working on the database. I, Have you tried pressing you, the escape just, key? Just, my, my programming friends, they said use the escape key. Did you try <laughs> that? No, I never use the escape key, so I I can. Yeah. That that's I just was curious, but I can see if that was a regular thing. Yeah, doing that on the touch bar is probably not very convenient. The, the problem with like the the text editor that I use most of the time at work, like the escape key is is like the most important key. Though I read on the internet that apparently only noobs use the escape key. Ooh. Yeah, how else are you supposed to use it though? I, like if you you do something, you so so there are other things like apparently. Uh, you need, control you need the foot pedals is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. So apparently, control left bracket does the same thing as escape, and also control C does the same thing as escape. And other people like will remap it to something else, like like a weird like like JJ or something. I don't. Which seems weird. What That's... if you need to type in JJ? Um, yeah, like you're talking about J.J. Impossible. Abrams and his <laughs> amazing work on Westworld. Right, right. Oh, we didn't talk about Westworld. Oh, my no, God. Not yet. We haven't. We, You know what? We should really hold it for the end of the show. So if people can yeah, watch. I guess Control-C does work. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah. So apparently there are options, but I had to relearn all those things. I don't know. Right. It's It's a little daunting. Just get um, a Windows machine, dude. Honestly, solve all your problems. <laughs> get get a mean, Surface book. Yeah, Come and on. then I'll cha- have to change careers because I can't do any of my work. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say you'd be too embarrassed to walk into the <laughs> office. Look at Colby. What is that, had, Acer? What, they had that what? whole uh, Linux on Windows thing and our, our new Microsoft overlords announced recently. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true. In the new Microsoft era. Maybe that's what I'll have to do. You can, you can get the, the dial. We talked yeah. about in the pen and the <laughs> living that Windows future, man. Your hollow lens will welcome you with open it's arms. It's true. I do think that stuff like being able to put stuff on the screen and have things happen is, and this is getting back to my theory that all work like the AR office productivity future slash VR office productivity future, but there could be like a middle step where you have like dials and the dial is only immediately useful for like selecting things from a list but uh, if it was if it could be a dial or it could just be like a thing you could put to pin something somewhere uh it'd be really cool i i hope to see more people doing stuff like this i agree i also agree we agree uh (laughs) sweet it's unanimous. It's unanimous. Gavel, That's, gavel. It rarely happens, but darn you it, You know what Don't it. Panic needs? It needs a gavel. gavel. That's not a terrible idea, actually. The stop panicking, gavel. The <laughs> Panic! <laughs> what what we need is a break glass in case of panic with a gavel behind it. <laughs> and then when things really get out of control, we'll be mm-hmm. ready. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Um. All right, let's... Jump into the news a little bit. How does that sound? Uh, that sounds great. Like a fair deal? Yeah. yeah. Um, I definitely want to remind everybody again, if you're watching live on Facebook at facebook.com slash don't panic show, comment along. I'm watching them. If you've got thoughts on the stories we discuss, your opinions, if we're horribly wrong, you want to bang the gavel on us, you go right ahead. Well, we might talk about it on the show. Um, 
guys, we got a few stories here in the rundown. I don't know if any anyone Amazon Go ammo. Oh, Dan, I I saw this video at work mm. today, and I'm like, I don't know if this is great or not. It's kind of confusing. <laughs> um, so as Dan mentioned, Amazon. We've talked about this on the show, actually, I think a couple times about Amazon trying retail. Of course, they did the bookstores. There were the rumors going around they were going to do grocery stores. Well, uh, they unveiled today what is their they're calling, by the way, their first retail concept. There could be more down the line, rumors of grocery stores and drive-thrus and all kinds of things. But their first, an 1,800-square-foot retail space located in Seattle. It's called Amazon Go. It's essentially a glorified convenience store, but that's not the cool part. No, the cool parts is that they use computer vision and sensors to detect what items you're taking out of the store. When you enter the store, you scan a code on your phone so they know that you've entered the store and that it's, you know, to charge it to your account. And then, and God knows how this works, using a combination of sensors and cameras and Amazon magic, you just go around, grab the stuff you want off the shelves, and just walk away. And they charge you. It's kind of insane. Um, they say it'll have things like snacks, drinks, pre-made food like salads and sandwiches and grocery essentials like bread and milk. It'll also sell blue apron-like meal kits that will let you cook your own dinners for two. Um, again, uh, there's only one to be open um, in Amazon. It is currently only for Amazon employees. A public opening is scheduled for early next year. No cashiers. It's just Amazon Go. And for those of you watching the video version on YouTube at youtube.com slash don't panic show, there's a little mini video here playing for you showing you how it works. Guys, um, is this a, an exciting future, a terrifying future? Not the future at all? I think if... Apple has a hard time convincing Colby to use Apple Pay, then convincing people that they can just walk out of the store without talking to anyone would be... See, see the reason I would do this, like, I would, I, I would be, like, I would do this before, like, much more quickly than it took me to, to like, try Apple Pay. And the reason, because there's no person involved with this, like... I like everyone going into the store is doing this same thing. I'll see people do it in front of me and there's no person like standing there to witness my, my fumbling as I try and do it for the first time. Like that's what it's about. It's about the, the embarrassment of like looking like a fool, not knowing what trying, trying to do this weird thing with your phone. Uh, not, not about the, like the technology aspect of it. I don't think anyways. I but he, here's my question: Is there are there going to be like no humans in this store, or is there going to be some failsafe so if the system hasn't detected that you've taken that can of beans off the shelf that someone stops you before you walk out? Um, I they haven't said it's you know yeah. this is again it's more of a concept they've announced they haven't even finished building it but um I would assume that there would at minimum have to be employees to stock the shelves unless they're using drones or something crazy. But I still feel like that. <laughs> and I'm sure there will be people there, but like the person you're interacting, like you're not interacting with a person to like check out. Yeah. Unless there's an error or an issue. Sure. Right. I still feel like, and remember when Eric Schmidt made that crazy comment that everyone laughed at him about, about how your, your Google self-driving car would know that you need to go get a new pair of pants I think that when you walk into a store and then a notification pops up and says, we think you want to buy these things, we have them ready, tap, and then, like, you can just pick them up. We'll have them over here. That's, like, I don't want to have to go through the store and grab the things. That's why people shop on Amazon in the first place. So I don't really see what they're getting here. Like, it's cool that you can grab stuff off the shelf and just walk out, but I don't want to have to grab anything at all. I want to, if I need something, like, if it's, like, an everyday stop every couple of days, you might go to a grocery store. It should know the stuff I get at the grocery store and have my bag ready, and then I can grab other things. Sure, and it can do the computer vision thing. That'd be great. Uh, but I wouldn't really be excited. If they opened one in New York, I would go and try it, but it wouldn't really change my habits. I still have to go to a store. I still have to spend time finding the stuff, putting it in a bag. It doesn't buy me much inconvenience. Sure. Uh, you know, I, and I agree with you. I, I think I think this is a piece, right? A piece of a bigger puzzle. Amazon is very clearly said, and they seem to be following through on it, that they want to be every single stage of the process from the day whatever you're buying leaves its respective factory or place of manufacture to the time you're using it in your home. And they want to control every piece of that. They, they own planes that move your boxes for you. I mean, they're, they're 
crazy about this. And I think it makes sense that, Dan, I think you're right. I think there is probably maybe 70% of what most people buy you can prime ship to them. Or one of the other concepts that it's kind of rumored they're talking about is a smaller drive-through type place where, you know, you could just pick it up with your car. It would be put together and prepared for you and on your way home from work or something you grab it. And I agree. But I do think that there's that 20 to 30% of items where you need one of, you 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 need uh, something quickly, you're traveling maybe. Um, you know, th- there's a reason why we have 7-Elevens um, or even more upscale versions of, of, of that um, because I think there's a need for that for our consumers. And... I give Amazon credit. I think this is a really neat concept. Colby, you are such a millennial. Uh, always texting everybody. Never want to talk to people. You, li- you live on the internet. Yeah. Um, I'll be the old man of the group. Um, but no, actually, no. You know what? I won't. I'm going to agree with you. I also hate talking with people, but um, I, I'm excited by this concept. I completely doubt it's ever going to work. Like, I'll eat my hat when there are a thousand of these across the country because I just don't know if it'll work. Or a modified I mean, version will work, where it's like, you know, Amazon will make a really good self-checkout, but I don't know about this, put it in your bag and walk out, and magic happens. I'm, I'm suspicious. If it works, though, yeah, absolutely I would do it. I think that's really cool. But also, I'm a nerd, and I, this, is, this stuff is interesting. Is my mom going to go to a place like this? Is, it, you know, is that, is your just everyday consumer going to find this appealing? I don't know. But maybe it's not for them, because they go to the grocery store. It's true. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like everyone would love to like to w- not have to wait in line at the grocery store, though. Well, I don't know. Maybe some people wouldn't like that. Well, I, I, I think a convenience store is a really good model to test this in because mm-hmm. you, you. I always had this theory. I don't want to say Amazon stole my idea, but they kind of did. I always wondered why <laughs> they didn't just put RFID tags on every food item. And they just have like a big metal detector style scanner that as you exited the store, it just read all the RFID tags and charged you. Like I never understood why they didn't do that. And I'm sure there's good reasons and I don't understand how it actually works. Mm-hmm. But, but to me, that concept makes sense. But I agree. I don't, I don't think a cart full of items is the best way to use this, this concept. This really is good for grab and go, few items, less room for error, let smaller cost in case there are errors or something for Amazon. Um, yeah. And again, like in an airport or something, I think this is an awesome idea or a shopping mall or a place where there's a lot of foot traffic, people just walking in and out. I don't know. It's a, it's, a, it's an interesting concept. I hope they, if anyone can make it work, I, I give props to Amazon. I mean, they, they seem to have a pretty good head on their shoulders for this kind of stuff. So I guess we'll see. I get, well, if you're in Seattle, you'll see uh, the rest of us are just going to have to, <laughs> Sooner rather than later, yeah. Just going to have to wait. Now, I'll also mention that the rumor, as I mentioned, there are rumors that they are considering both a smaller drive through type store, as, as I mentioned, but also a, an actual supermarket, potentially thirty to 40,000 square foot stores that are similar to an Ikea model in that consumers could order in-store via touchscreens and then pick them up later on. So you kind of work your way through the store picking up stuff, and then you would check out at the end. Um, hmm. with your with your stuff, which I I don't know how I feel about that. I'd be curious to see how they'd execute that. Um, again, for me, Amazon, it's all about speed and convenience. I think the con- I think the Amazon Go concept does that. I don't get how a giant grocery store does that, but I'll give them the benefit of a doubt. Cool. Cool indeed. Cool indeed. Look forward to that eventually. Um, let's see. We can continue cruising here in the rundown. What else we got here? Pebble. Pebble. Oh, uh, I know. I know. I know. I feel for you. That's I. How did Dan showed off his Apple Watch? <laughs> He's like, you guys are suckers. I was doing the pour pour one out gesture with uh, this hand and. Showing off I was, I was kind of hoping Dan, Dan, Dan was like, oh, I hope you like your worthless piece of metal. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, Dan wouldn't do that. No, it's true. The news. Well, it's, we think it's true. It's it rumored. It's true that there's a rumor. <laughs> yes. I think it's it, true. I'm going to say it's highly hot. Unless some major thing falls through, the deal's basically signed. Fitbit purchasing Pebble, um, the smartwatch manufacturer known for their Kickstarters, um, they say there's a rumor it's in the 30 to 40 million range, um, which actually is quite small because there have been rumors that other companies have tried, that Intel might have tried to buy them earlier this year for upwards of 75 and even more than that by other companies. Um, sources say that the deal would see Fitbit taking Pebble's intellectual property, such as its operating system, but would see the Pebble brand 
phased out. Now, of course, uh, I don't know if we talked about it on the show or not. We might have touched on it that um, the company laid off 25% of its staff earlier this year and that um, despite raising $26 million plus whatever they got paid from those Kickstarters um, were pretty much running out of money. Uh, recently, they pivoted to a more fitness focus, which makes more sense for Fitbit, um, but they continue to struggle, including delays in shipping their latest version of the Pebble Time 2. Guys, as, as Dan said, poor one out for Pebble. But that's yeah. uh, that's all she wrote. Are, are you? I'm asking the two Pebble owners. Are you actually? Are you broken up about this, or is that like sarcasm? Or like, because do you think they're not going to keep making the watches like the way you want them? Or are you just going to miss the brand? Um, I'm I'm not going to say I'm going to miss the brand. I'm going to miss the watch. I mean, if if it depends on what Fitbit does, right? If Fitbit just takes it and like retrofits the OS onto a Fitbit. Like, I'm not super into that. Mm. I, I, you know, and there's this larger discussion around uh, smartwatches are struggling. They, they're not. Apple is probably the only people who are having success. Fitbit's down. Jawbone's desperately trying to get anyone to buy them who will throw cash at them. Um, they're, you know, uh, Garmin's doing okay. Android Wear is, like, just rotting in a corner somewhere. Um, yeah, Motorola already that. came out, said they're not making any more watches for them in the foreseeable future. So it's bad. Wearables are bad. And if this means that both companies can succeed by merging and, you know, Fitbit will make an awesome watch that's kind of like a Pebble, okay, I, I guess I'm fine with that. Pebble, for me, is a good product, not a great product. I think it's, it does what I want it to do, but I would no way call it, like, a must-have. I, I think if they can get Fitbit's resources, a publicly traded company, a little bit more sizable, a little bit more resources, and make a better product, I'm all for that. But if they just take it and end up just burning most of it and just keep doing Fitbits, that I think that would suck because I do think there's a really good market for a fitness band plus, like a more, not quite an Apple Watch, but not quite a Fitbit, that middle ground that Android Wear is kind of not done great at and some of these other companies haven't. I think Pebble was was really close to hitting that. That's what I like. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I feel like fitness bands are still a thing that people wear like my entire family i think has like a fitbit now and just just like a regular fitbit or at most the one that has like the time on it but on a little like lcd screen um but i don't know if i would be interested in fitbit's version of a pebble i mean who who knows if that'll even you know, if that'll even be a thing, maybe they won't do that and they'll just keep keep on going the way they're going with uh, with fitness stuff. So, like, I don't know. Maybe this time next year I'll have an Apple Watch. But uh, lucky for me, my current Pebble, it still works fine. I think I would be a little sad, but it's... I'm not sure what to attribute this to, but, but it's sort of gotten worse like i think it's just like bluetooth flakiness and and i have a hypothesis that this is kind of ios's fault like i think something changed in the last ios version and it, since then every everything has been trash because it's yep. it's not just the the pebble but it like really affects the pebble yep. um because it's like not connected and it just randomly disconnects like sitting next to the phone um, and you know, there, there's obviously a laundry list of things that, that can, can interfere with your Bluetooth signal. Um, but like when it works, I, 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 for the most part, love it. Like it does all the things I wanted to do. Um, but I do like it now. I like having the watch and I like that it's connected to my phone. So I would probably consider getting an Apple watch if, if that weren't an option. Yeah, well, and and maybe I I can ask you guys. I mean, wh why do you? Th I guess I <laughs> I don't want to say Pebble failed because maybe that's a little hard, but they certainly didn't succeed. Um, you know, they they lost a lot of money. They did put out a product uh, that that they sold some of, but they they own. You know, I was looking at a chart where what was it? It was um, it was Apple, Samsung, and. Fitbit, I think, combined own over 75% of the wearable market. Mm -hmm. Pebble was like 2%. So not insignificant, but not a big success. 
Do you guys have any theories about what Pebble did wrong? I think they... If anything. Maybe it's not their fault. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I feel like once the big companies got to doing it, they were gonna ha- they were bound to have a hard time competing with them. Um, just because of, you know, like building stuff like how I'm like Pebble can't compete with, with a company like Samsung that does that, like builds their own electronic devices and like end to end can do all this stuff and has like gajillions of, of dollars to spend on marketing or whatever. Um, I don't think they, they ever could have competed on that front. Um, now maybe like I, obviously we talked about how they're they're in, they raised a bunch of money and they're still like in debt or whatever. Um, like maybe there was some like mismanagement of of the company or not necessarily mismanagement, but like they chose the wrong. You know, maybe they made some. They could have made better decisions about what to focus on. Um, I don't know. I know so. I was reading something about this and, and didn't Pebble could have sold at several points in the past, right? Like they had offers to buy them, Mm -hmm. um, from like bigger companies for more, a lot more money. Yeah. 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 And so like, maybe, maybe if they had chosen to do that, we might, might see the story might be a little different now. Um, I don't know, but I think it's I think I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I, I feel like on the one hand, like for from the iOS perspective, I, I feel like Pebble was always doomed on on iPhones because Apple never let them in and they probably won't ever. Um, or maybe someday when it. I, I just don't see them doing it, um, especially if they're having any success with the Apple Watch and, like, no one else is having success with theirs. Like, uh, why would they give up that competitive advantage? Um, and on Android, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's, I, a, it's a bummer. I don't know. What do you think, Dan? I've never met someone who had a pebble watch who wasn't a huge nerd Mm. and so they had like the what was the thing called before google pixel uh uh oh the nexus Nexus. yeah yeah they had the nexus problem they were making good stuff but no one knew about it who wasn't gonna like know about all these things anyways same thing with the motorola circular one 360 yeah 360 yeah, I knew I know a bunch of nerds who have Motorola 360s, but Motorola never really advertised them. Not nearly as much as the Apple Watch or the Galaxy Gear or the Fitbit. Uh, so, in, yeah. from where I'm sitting, having never owned one, they they fell down on marketing. Well, I, and you know, I remember maybe it was just me. I don't know if it was all three of us. Uh, in in a, in some ways, mocked Apple for positioning the Apple Watch as a fashion device, and we said, "Why are they? Why are they? Why are they getting these designers and doing all this high end crap?" And you know, the point was, who cares if they sell a ten thousand dollar gold watch? They gave you a reason to buy one. In the same way, Fitbit said, "Look, if you so much as move your body, as hundred percent of people do, you need a <laughs> Fitbit." Like, like honestly, yeah. they set that bar really low. Apple did the same for, for fashion. It's like, look, you're not buying it because it's a computer, because it gives you notifications. You're buying it because it looks cool on your wrist, and it's Apple. Why would you buy the Pebble? Because because you're a nerd, Dan. I think you're exactly right. Like that was the best argument they had, and that's not a very good one because it's the yeah. independent one. It, it, it's like it's like the other products, but harder to use. Like I, it, it was. I don't know. It, I think it really was a marketing problem that really, you know, they were in stores. You could go to a, I still think you could go to a Best Buy and buy one, but mm. you're looking at it next to a, a an Apple Watch and a Fitbit and all these others. And it's like, no one's going to know what it is. I had, people would ask me all the time, oh, is that an Apple Watch? I go, no, it's a Pebble. And they go, well, what's a Pebble? And I'm like, it's kind of like a crappier Apple Watch. Like that was the best. I, <laughs> honestly, that was the, I'm like, it's the cheap Apple Watch because I'm too cheap to, to, to pay up for a full one. Like that was the best argument I could give them for this product. That, that argument just doesn't work. Yeah. I think, um, I think had they marketed it, especially the, 
like the past year or so, or, or like when I got my Pebble, like, and they did the 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 color one with the software updates and the cool like animations and stuff, yep. and added like this the fitness track. I guess that was always there, but they they did that themselves. Um, but but I feel like they did have things they could have marketed like they had their their products have advantages over some of the other smartphones i think they could have been marketing successfully um but but it just didn't happen for for whatever reasons i i sort of assume i almost assume it has to do with money more than anything else but and i think colby you hit the nail on the head right which is i i they could have had the best marketing plan on the face of the planet how do you compete with apple how do you compete with samsung how, the pebble i think had initial success because it was the first mover right they were there first and they did a good job at it you yeah. know and now all of a sudden everyone else has caught up and passed them and now they're out of money like that's really the bottom line and it's sad but you know the, if 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 they had a hundred million dollar budget i'm sure pebble would be cranking out awesome stuff i trust their engineers and designers and i like their products but they just can't do what these other companies can do you know, and that's why I wish, you know, hey, look, it's not my job to run their business. But had they sold to, I know at one point Citizen Watch was talking about talking, buying them Intel. Maybe they could have kept them around and kept making them. But it doesn't sound like Fitbit's super interested in building Pebble. Like I said, the best I can hope for is that it means that, A, you know, it makes better Fitbits. And Fitbits that reach to a broader audience than just fitness trackers. And B, that I find some spare tr- coins in my couch to buy an Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. That's all we can hope for. <laughs> Oh, how sad. All right, well, rest in peace, Pebble. We hardly knew ye. Actually, most people <laughs> didn't know ye. Um, but that's all she wrote. So let's keep going. we got time for another story here, guys. We've got a few here, any of this. we got DirecTV Now, Netflix Offline, YouTube 4K. Mm. Anything in particular? I think Dan and I both picked Sean. I think it's... I think it's <laughs> You know, I always I always do put it on you. It's not very nice of me. Um, let's talk briefly about Directv now. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. Because I, I, it's an interesting story. A that it exists, but there's also a net neutrality angle to it that I think is quite interesting. But let's start with what it is. Uh, we talked about the rumors on the show, but now we have the actual details. Directv now from your friends at the Atlantic Telegraph and Telephone Corporation um, is now available for you to purchase. Um, it is available on a ton of devices. Um, including uh, iPhone, Android, Amazon Fire TV, Chromecast, and PC Mac with Roku coming later this year. Um, it officially launched it launched on November 30th um, in the US. It is um, very similar to Sling TV where it just streams live television straight to your devices. Um, they'll have four packages starting for as low as $35 a month, which gets you a little over 60 channels all the way up to $70 a month. That'll get you over 120 channels. Um, now, most of what you get with the bigger packages are a lot of sports stuff. Um, but there are a few channels in there. You can look at the full list on there as well. Um, you'll also have the option to add HBO and Cinemax on some of the higher packages. Uh, it will also live stream major networks, ABC, Fox, and NBC, but only in major cities, uh, select major cities. So you'll have to look to see if yours are included. Um Lastly, uh, it will in the future have cloud DVR functionality. It just doesn't at launch. They expect it to come sometime next year. They wanted to launch it first. Um, yeah, I don't know. Any and before we get to phase two of the story, any thoughts on uh, on that one? Isn't it true that you would pay less for it if you? Can't you get HBO on any of those packages if you pay, like, the fee? And isn't that fee less than HBO now? It says HBO is $5 per month, like an add-on to your yeah. 35 So you could, yeah, you could pay the 35 and if you're going to pay that anyways, now you're only paying $5 for HBO now, whereas normally it would be $10. Yeah, and I should also mention that, and I have to double-check the price, Amazon also announced that... You now have the ability to purchase eight because you know how uh, through Amazon Prime you can purchase Showtime and you can purchase it through Amazon. I they didn't now, know that. Yeah, well, you well see now. You now know. I do. Now you are able to um, buy HBO through them, but I didn't see what the price was, so that's what I wanted to check. Um, it is 
$15 a month through them, except you get the first 30 days for free. So there it you must go. must be $15 a month for HBO now, then. Yes, that's what it is. Okay. Yep, so $5 is a pretty good deal. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's a pretty good... They um, must be subsidizing that pretty heavily. That's cool. Oh, wait a second. Is AT&T trying to buy Time Warner? No. No, it's someone else who's... Yeah, my my internet is now Spectrum. It's not Time Warner anymore. So Roadrunner bought Time Warner, and then no. Roadrunner became no, no, Spectrum. No, 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 no. The the Time Warner Media Company. Oh, oh, oh. Because remember we talked about this. Am I thinking of that? Yeah. So it is AT and T Time Warner. The reason I mention that is because AT and T owns Directv, which owns Directv now, which has this five dollar HBO package. But soon AT and T will own Time Warner, which owns HBO. That's why I wanted to mention that. Uh, it all comes full circle, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, the prices are certainly competitive at minimum. Um, you know, for the amount, especially in that base package, thirty-five bucks to get ABC, Fox, and NBC, depending on your local availability, plus all those channels, plus another five dollars for HBO for forty bucks. That's that's very competitive. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, certainly good for consumers. Um, but it seems certainly better than what I get now. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think I can get, I can't pay though. I, I realized just like this week, my, my cable bill, cable internet bill has gone up to like $105 a month or something. Um, no notice of that just went up to $105 a month, uh, for still the same nothing that I've been getting for the last two years. Oh, it's awful. Uh, yeah. And you get it just for sports, Colby? No, I don't have – I get just like – I have one of the faster internet packages and I get like four local channels, standard definition, um, and then I get HBO randomly and that's that's it. So why are you doing that at all? Because that's – because it's more expensive to get internet or at least it was more expensive to oh, just okay. get internet without the TV. Got it. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what happened to me. I, I didn't want cable. I, I was really prepared to cut the cord, and then when all the math came together, it was going to be 50 bucks a month for if you just counted for the TV. For how long, though? Um, I'm locked in for two years. And it's not like the first three months <clears throat> you get at this rate or anything like that? No, nope, it should be the same for two years. Um, although, you know, they'll, they'll find innovative new ways to <laughs> ruin my life. But, right. but yeah, it, it's... It's when you bundle it, it ends up coming out to where that's how much I would have spent when you add up all these services anyway, so. Yeah. But. Alas. There's a new option. Now, of course, the, the dangerous side of the story is that, of course, as we mentioned, DirecTV owned by AT&T. Well, AT&T has announced that if you are an ATT cellular wireless subscriber, DirecTV now will not count towards your data cap. It is data exempt. Now, I know what you're thinking. Sean, isn't that the exact definition of net neutrality, a company favoring its own properties on its on its, on its its channels? And uh, you'd kind of be right. Uh, the FCC has already kind of written a letter that says, hey, make sure, you know, this is kind of suspect. We may look into this. Um, the fact that they are um, giving benefit to their own service over other, other uh, video providers. Yeah. <laughs> I think the future of net neutrality is very much in, uh, yeah, well, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. In doubt. Yes. Very true. So is anyone going to get uh, DirecTV now? I got cable. I, get, I haven't used my HBO subscription a lot. Thank you, Dan. Um, I will. You, <laughs> you strong-armed me into that. I'm glad I did. <laughs> All right. I would, uh, I would consider something like this if I could pay a more reasonable amount of money for, like, just internet or anything. Just, um, just anything. Right, if your right. life just costs less money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, like, if I could save $35 on my cable bill, I, w- I would consider this. Okay. Um, I don't know if I can... Yeah, I've never wanted to watch anything that isn't on Netflix or Amazon. I haven't in 2016. Aside from my terrible decision with Agents of Shield, I didn't buy one 
TV show on iTunes or Amazon. Mm. And I shouldn't have bought Agents for S.H.I.E.L.D. It was a mistake. Yes. So, <laughs> so I really didn't get any value. So I think from here on out, I just pay for HBO and Netflix and, and Amazon Prime. With like, and, mm. and the High Castle. I always forget back. about that. So like, there's plenty of TV. I don't. I don't have all that. You know, I don't have endless amounts of time to watch TV. And those three get me more than enough TV to watch. I haven't watched. Someone was telling me about uh, the new like Victorian England show or oh, something. The Crown, yeah, the Crown, on yeah. Netflix. Netflix. This year, I just read an article that the CEO of Netflix said that they currently have 30 scripted series in various stages of production, double what they had last year. That's crazy. You, you are just going to have so much content, your eyeballs are going to melt. You're not going to know what to do. Yeah, Amazon pulled the big uh, coup on the uh, the cable and broadcast industry here. Wait, that was Amazon, you said, or Netflix? Uh, well, both. Oh, I but... said Netflix, yeah. Oh, okay. But, but you're right, Amazon... Yeah, Amazon similar. makes a couple good shows. Not they as do. many as Netflix, but some good ones. Enough that I would consider paying for it at least part of the year... If it was separate, I would consider paying for it. Yeah. Uh, but don't get any ideas, Amazon. Uh, oh, by, <laughs> by the way, and I, I totally forgot. You, you guys may remember back when we did our big The World is Ending Facebook fake news story uh, episode, I, I picked the New York Times and the Washington Post that you subscribed to both. I didn't mention because I didn't realize it. Do you guys know that you get six free months of the Washington Post if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber? And no, after those no six idea. months are done you get like half off the the paying price. Oh, that's because uh Bezos Jeff owns boy. it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's synergy. It's great. So I was really Swap so I, I sub now when you subscribe it is one of those you gotta give them your credit card and then if you don't cancel it they'll bill you after six months. But after that I think it's like three ninety nine a month or something. I mean it's very reasonable. So um yeah check that out. That's a free benefit. I didn't they I don't know why they don't advertise that more. Because that's like a I mean not that it's a super yeah. valuable but it's free. Yeah. Right. Um, but anyway, maybe they don't want people to take advantage. Maybe, and maybe that's what it is. <laughs> it's more better on paper than it is in reality. Perhaps. Um, let's move on to picks because we're out of time on news and that's okay. We've got some really, um, I think good, uh, good picks in here. Uh, and I'm going to get to mine cause mine's very quick and easy. Um, because I didn't know what to pick. I, I really think I'm stretching the limit for what we consider a pick on a technology-based program. <laughs> uh, this is probably third worst pick ever um, in terms of relevancy. But Oh, I'm excited. It's bakeware, Dan. Bakeware. Dan, do oh. you do a lot of baking? Well, we were just talking. You, 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 you right. have a passion for so baking. This is, this is actually very relevant to my interest. Not that I have a passion for baking, but all the baking supplies I did have, I won't have anymore. So... Mm. Well, Why don't you go first, Sean? I, well, thank you know, Dan. No one ever says that to me. That means <laughs> a lot. Uh, no, this is um, of course the Sweet Home. Obviously, um, recommended these uh, baking pans. USA Pan is the name of the company. Nonstick um, aluminum steel bakeware. Um, I went stocking my new kitchen. I went nuts and bought the uh, the round, the rectangle, and the uh, they have a bread pan as well for doing breads and. Sure. My goodness, do they bake fantastically. Um, the, the the Sweet Home was right. A, they're nonstick, which is really great. Um, and B, they cook very evenly. Like, I've used a lot of pans where, it, it you know, some areas cook more than others. No, these are, like, so... They're just really nice pans. But they're not crazy expensive. I mean, they're not, like, Walmart cheap, but I honestly did not... You, you can get a whole set of them for 50 bucks and get every pan you'll ever need, so... Um, go to the Sweet Home, read the whole recommendation, but it's USA Pan is the name of the company, um, and all of their versions are available to purchase now on uh, on Amazon. They're really good. I like to bake occasionally, and they uh, they do a really great job. Awesome. Yeah. So there. So you yeah, go. what'd you bake with it? My technology pick. There's some um, uh, Sean Jennings creations. I did. Uh, I did uh, just some you know box cake which is fine uh but i banana bread you know there's a lot nice. of the, the problem is i've done a lot of cooking i actually haven't done a lot of baking it's so hot here all the time i never have a real desire, desire. the other thing too yeah. is it's when you live alone it's hard to bake an entire cake because it's like i have to eat that whole mm. cake you gotta oh, pawn that no. shit off i 
coworkers. It, that's, that's right. What's... That's right. And you're right. And that's you I got to get some in... new friends. I've been trying so many cooking recipes. I got to get into baking now that I have my fancy pans. So nice. That'll definitely be on my list. Awesome. Cool. All right, Dan. Well, since you were so excited for my pick, I'm going to get excited about yours. What do you have <laughs> for us here? Okay. I'm going to try to share my screen. Oh, no. You're going to break everything here. Oh, God. Here we go. <gasps> share screen. Share window. Ugh, you're the worst, Skype. Okay. One second. That's pretty accurate. I have to have it on the same view. Share screen. There we go. Okay, so my pick is this thing called Rumel, R-O-O-M-L-E.com. I spent some time this weekend trying to find a, a piece of software that let me draw out like a floor plan and put things in it so I could get a sense of like what it would feel like to have things in certain places. Uh, and I found one, and it was free. And I, I even, I tried a couple, like you know, upgrade to buy ones because I figured an iPad would be the perfect device for this. But all the ones I found on iPads suck. Uh, this one apparently also has an iPad app. I haven't tried it. I've only used the web version. It's tragically flash. But other than that, <laughs> it works pretty well. You can create walls and doors, and you can like specify like where the door swings out to and how much space that takes up. And they have like a library of appliances from rugs to TV cabinets, uh, radiators, everything. And it'll calculate square footage and give you sort of nice architectural things. But here's here's where the cool demo comes in. You can switch to 3D mode, which is pretty cool, right? Whoa! So you get this, like, 3D thing. Even better, you can do human eye view. So you can drop into the space and look around and walk through and see things. That's That's awesome. awesome. I really wish I had this when I moved. Jeez. Yeah, it's really great. So you can like, oh, that's what the dresser would be. And that I have a fireplace that doesn't actually work, though, so don't get too excited, (laughs) y'all. Oh, that's a great view. Look at that view. I know. You can look out on the ocean from there. Where are you, purgatory? My God. (laughs) I'm in Johnny uh, Ives' white room. You can walk through the TV cabinet, of course. Can I walk outside? Oh, yeah. There we go. Wow. Look at that. Yeah, very exciting. Cool. So check out Rummel, R-O-O-M-L-E dot com. Nice. Well, we'll have a link to that on the uh, the website, as always, for folks to uh, to check out. It's a cool pick. Thanks. So rarely are they actually useful. So what a nice, I know. What a nice change of pace. awesome stop sharing my screen somehow yeah i don't see it anymore so you're good i don't know how i did that but great skype isn't it great (laughs) um all right colby you've got a uh pick i'm excited to see what this looks interesting what do you got for us sure mine is a well it's it's pretty much it's like ios and mac only at this point i think so maybe not not terribly interesting for you sean um but for me, yes. But for, but for Dan, I do some like like note taking at work, kind of. And I I used to use it like AI writer program. Um, IA writer. Yep, IA writer. And it's like <laughs> it's nice for it's like a mark markdown editor, uh, which is like a sort of shorthand for for styling text as as you write it it's it's kind of cody but it's very easy don't let that that discourage you um but like ia writer doesn't i don't i think it's meant for something different than what i use it for like i use it as like sort of a scratch pad to like types of out. like if i'm writing like a, a long slack message or something i'll write it in there because i always accidentally send slack messages before i'm ready to send them um, and just like random thought, thought gathering, like to do lists, whatever. Uh, and so, uh, uh, I, uh, I forget where I heard about, it. I think I heard about this on another podcast. Um, but it's this app, it, it, I think it's relatively new. It's called bear as in the animal bear. Um, you can, you can see it at bear, uh, dash writer.com. 
and it's, it's it's a similar idea as as IA writer, but like the focus seems to be less on the actual less on sort of like writery stuff and more on just like taking notes. So it has some cool features like, like hashtags that you can use to, to organize things. Uh, and you can search through everything and the interface is really nice. It also does markdown stuff. Um, but it has a, a pretty nice way of doing it and you can have like checklists in line and in your notes, uh, which is cool. So if that's a thing that you do, it might be worth checking out. It is free to download on on Mac, iPhone, and iPad. And if you want, so so they charge for like syncing. Um, so it's like a dollar fifty a month, or like twelve dollars a year, or something. It's it, it's pretty cheap for um sort of a a productivity app. I think I I don't I personally don't mind. Uh, paying such a such a small small fee per month or just doing it up front for the year um i think right now i'm doing the monthly one but i'll probably switch to a, a, a year because because i i like it so far uh yeah so so if you're into that check it out very nice very i'm kind of jealous i don't get to use all of it but it uh seems quite interesting links to that and all the picks of course will be on the website don't panic.io um, gentlemen, before we conclude, I got a couple things I want to touch on here. First of all, GameNights.tv, you should go there and here's why. This week we just published the last installment of our Neverwinter Heist Adventure, Chapter 6, um, where, where we find out if our heroes get away with robbing a bank vault with the help of their uh, insane new friend that came straight out of Dan's twisted mind. Um... It is super funny, and the ending will absolutely surprise you. It sure surprised us. Um, so I recommend you go. To, and there are only six of the episodes, so if you haven't listened to that, that our mini journey, it's an easy one to jump back to the beginning of um, and listen to them all the way through. So that's GameNights.tv for a little Dungeons & Dragons action. Um, we'll be back making new episodes hopefully soon. Um, the other thing I want to briefly mention is the movie draft, guys. Are you Have you been following the movie draft at all? Boo. Boo. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, we're, we're doing the Up for Debate winter movie draft at upfordebate.tv slash movies. You can follow along there all winter long. Quick update for those of you playing along at home. Um, in last place with $14 million with the uh, kind of middling opening of Bad Santa 2 is Dan Miller. Um, in fifth place with $28 million, uh, is Colby. And then, of course, uh, we have Phil in, in fourth, Sarah in third, Mike in second, and with nearly $400 million, Matt in first, um, with the combined juggernauts of Doctor Strange and Fantastic Beasts. Brutal. I know. How did how did we all let get let Matt get both of those? I don't... Honestly, he took... Uh, what I have... I've already... Well, it could change, but it looks like the winner... The flops are really flops. I mean, I don't, I don't think you're going to have a lot of kind of mid-range movies if you didn't get the big ones. But he, I mean, it's not that he, they didn't go super well. Doctor Strange for twenty-five, I think, was a little cheap. Fantastic Beasts for thirty is probably about right. Yeah. Um, but even Trolls for sixteen probably was cheap. So now we we did have our first sort of mini controversy this week. Well, I guess our second. But um, I discovered <laughs> when we were update when I was updating the sheet before doing the show today. I remember we made fun of a lot the Holly Berry film Kidnap, the cheapest film of the draft. I think so, yeah. Um, well, it turns out the production company that made it is financially insolvent and has <laughs> no plans to actually release the movie. Uh-huh. So Sarah is going to get a replacement movie, uh, TBD. Uh, keep an eye on the spreadsheet. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get her a new movie. Um, we're, we're running low, so I don't know what oh, she's going to get, but <laughs> it's... Wow. It, it, there, there's... I- this didn't. None of this happened in the summer movie draft. This is this is a whole new. It's new, the wild uh, west of movies, yeah. man. Anything can happen. Uh, there, there's about a seventy percent chance she's going to end up with a horror movie remake. So, because that's pretty much all we haven't had in the list that's coming out this winter. It's like, do you want the Amityville horror remake? Do you want the Rings remake? Do you, want the, <laughs> you know, it's it's a decent spot to be in. But uh, keep an eye on upfordebate.tv/slash/movies all winter long. That is it. Uh, we will not be back next week, um, but we will hopefully be back the week after. And I'm looking at the calendar because of holidays and such. I'm thinking the 19th is probably going to be our annual holiday show. That's right. We, we do our, our top Christmas story. Hats. 
we do our top story of the year. We do our we look at how terrible our predictions were for last year. Actually, I think mine were pretty good. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, and then we do our predictions for next year. So you're really I, know, I, I, I don't remember if we do a top pick of the year as well, but we'll see maybe if we have time. But uh, I think we should. But yeah, keep an eye out for that. So that'll be in two weeks. Uh, but of course, you can go to Don't Panic IO at any time and get all our episodes, including this one, audio, video, and picks as always right there. And of course, um, all the places you subscribe, like iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, um, uh, the video, of course, on YouTube at youtube.com slash Don't Panic Show. We do the... We do it live Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central at facebook.com slash don't panic show. And of course, our email, don't panic show at gmail.com. We love your feedback. Um, that is it for tonight. We appreciate everyone joining us live and on the recorded version. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks. On behalf of Colby and Dan, this is Sean thanking you again for joining us and hoping we'll see you next time for maybe some Christmas themed tech discussion here on Don't Panic.